Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, <laughs> we love you so much. We know you love your people so much in this church, Lord. You want the best for them. You have the best plan for their life. You have the plan of future and peace for them, Father. We pray, Father, that everyone in this church will be strong, will be disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will be mighty. They will shake the city and the nations. There will be strong husbands, strong wives. Their kids will be mighty, Lord, to serve the Lord in the end time, such a time as this, Father. We bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, Pastor Da was preaching the message about Mother Day. I really enjoyed that preaching very much, and I believe that many of you have learned so many things about mothers. In fact, she will be better to preach about mothers than me, but because she could not finish the sermon, I will continue and try to finish the whole subject about motherhood. Before I preach, I know that some of you are singles. Some of you are single women, and you don't have kids yet. But you need to understand that if you prepare yourself to be a mom, God will trust you to have kids. Amen. And Pastor Dan, I always pray that all the single in this room will one day marry a godly person. And you will have a beautiful, happy family. That's our prayer as a pastor. I really rejoice and thank God for Candace. Because Candace came to church many years ago. And we pray and pray for Candace. And God answered. Because eventually he got a godly man to be on her side. Lee. So you can see that God answered the prayer. Amen. There is a, no situation called hopelessness in the kingdom of God. Even though you are 18, even though you are 24, even though you are 35, you are 45, you still have hope. Because God can send a godly man to you. God can send a godly woman to you if you don't give up and you fight the good fight of faith. Amen. So you are listening all of these things to prepare yourself to be a good mother. And not only that, you are the mothers of spiritual children in the church. That you can take care of younger people. The same principle applies to the physical mothers, applies to the spiritual mother. The same principle applies also to yourself because God's principle is good for everybody anyway. So I believe that this preaching will be good for everybody even though you are men or you are not mothers yet. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 127, verse 3 and 4, Behold, children are the heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. The Bible says that the children are the heritage of the Lord. When you have children, you need to understand that those children are the gift from God. So everything about them, that you take care of them, is about the Lord. That you need to take them to give to the Lord and let them know the Lord and love the Lord and serve the Lord. Eventually, they're going to be going out of your hand anyway because the children are like the arrow. That you eventually put that arrow into the hand of the Father in heaven and He's going to shoot them out to do the mighty things for Him. 
So they don't belong to you in the long term, but they can have relationship with you when they grow up to be your friend. Tanida is my friend now, and Pasada friend. We talk like a friend, even though she is our daughter. We eventually raise them up and release them to do the work of the Lord. Amen. Therefore, everything about our children is about the Lord. We need to have God as a center of our parenting or being a mother. And I believe that every woman in this room who is either um, a mother or will become a mother one day want to be a queen in the hearts of your children. And I believe that we need to learn from a queen. The, this queen taught his son named Lemuel. Lemuel is a king. We believe that Lemuel is King Solomon, or he might be a Arabian old king in the past. We don't know exactly who is King Lemuel, but the mother taught him something. This royal woman gave a royal advice to the royal king. Everyone say, "We are kings and priests." Revelation chapter one verse six and Revelation chapter five say that we are. Kingdom, we are king. You know why we are kingdom? Because our God, our Father, is the King of all kings. We are princes and prince, and we need to live like a king, in the spiritual way. I'm not saying that you need to have a palace, but you need to live like a king and queen. So I believe that all of you can be queen and king in the kingdom of God, and we need to learn from this woman. Her advice impacted him so much. Her words of wisdom. Help him to grow up to be a man of God, and all the mother, you have the privilege to put a right input into your children. What an awesome privilege to do that! Amen. So I want to encourage all of you to start early and to really train your children in a godly way, so that when they grow up, they will stick to it. I like to encourage all of you mothers: you need to be a woman of prayer. Even though you don't have children right now, you can pray before you have children. You can be like Hannah. You pray even before you get pregnant. You pray that God is going to give you godly children. You pray that your children will grow up to be strong people, to be mighty people of God. Hannah prayed before she got conceived. Actually, Hannah had only a short time with Samuel, but because of her prayer. The Bible say in Proverbs chapter thirty-one, verse two: "What my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Vow is something you speak out. You say, God, I make a vow that my child that you're gonna give me, gonna be the mighty man and the woman of God. I promise you that I will bath him in prayer before I bath him in the water. Amen. So." All the mighty women of God in this church, you need to be the people of prayer. Start to pray now. Pray for your future children. Pray for your current children right now. And you know what happened? Samuel was a mighty prophet of God. Even though Hannah gave him to Eli since he was young, he was surrounded with bad people because Eli's two sons were wicked. They slept with women in the temple. They were cheating. They were corrupting. But even though Samuel grew up in the bad environment, but the power of the prayer 
of his mother changed his life to be the mighty prophet of God. Nothing is impossible with God. First Samuel chapter one verse twenty-seven, the Bible say, "And for this child, this is what Hannah's pray, pray for Samuel. For this child, I pray, the Lord has granted me my petition which I ask of Him." You can see that if you want to see great thing happen to your children, you need to be a woman of prayer. Pray, pray, pray. I and Pastor Da pray for our children on a regular basis. Amen. We pray out loud. We pray in our heart. We always think about our children, not only our physical children, but also our spiritual children. We pray for you all the time. We need to spend time with God in prayer. Some of you are single mom, and you may be kind of concerned about sending your kids to your ex-husband who live an ungodly lifestyle, and you say. Wow! This weekend they're gonna be with the dad who live an ungodly lifestyle. Don't worry about it. God is bigger. If you pray of the prayer protection, if you can plead the blood of Jesus over your children, they're gonna grow up strong and well. You need to fight the good fight of faith with prayer. Amen. Start praying even before you get married. Start praying even before you get pregnant, and. If you become a Christian later on because you were non-believers in the past, and now your children already have grown, maybe they are teenager now. Some of them may be 20 years old. It's not too late anyway. You can start to pray for your children even now, because God is a God of restoration. Because our God listened to the prayer of His people, and He can do mighty things to change the situation around. Amen. God always help you, but if you Are raising the small kids right now? Maybe you have baby. Maybe you have toddler. One thing that you need to do is to guide them to know Jesus as soon as possible. You need to lead them to Christ, to accept Christ. Once they can understand the friendship with God, what a joy to be able to lead your own children to Christ instead of waiting for an evangelist coming into town. I remember one time it was a joy of my heart that. I have a chance to talk to Paula Hapresit, and Paul kind of struggled with something. So we went into his bedroom. He cried, and we pray. And eventually, I talked to him. Paul, you need to give your life to Jesus, and he did. He knelt down with me in my house, and we pray. And he asked God to forgive him, and he asked Jesus to come into his heart. What a joy that I can lead my own son to Jesus Christ. Amen. And after that, he became a changed man. He always pray. He always remind us to pray before dinner. He really fear God. Amen. We need to lead our children to the Lord. To be a mom is a lifetime, long-term commitment. It's not just one year and then done. I really understand mothers because I am in the same shoes. I am a father and a mother of a church. You notice that a lot of pastor quit. A lot of pastor move from one church to another church. Because they tired of the problem in the church, and they say, "Let's move to another church so that I don't see that problem anymore." So to stick with the church for 20 years like me is a long time, and I have to face with some angry tantrum, some teeth problem. Somebody maybe the tooth come out and start to have pain, so start to complain and cry. Some wet pants, some lies, some disobedience, bad grades at school. Even the use of drugs, 
All the mother have to face that, and the pastor have to face the same thing. Because we are parents in the church, we face all of these things. But the key is don't give up. We don't walk by sight; we walk by faith. Amen. Our God will come at the right time to rescue your children. So we never give up on anybody. We should continue to nurture them and help them to grow. Amen. The key is don't give up. Being a good example to your kids. Another thing I'd like to encourage you not only to pray and not give up. Actually, I'm reviewing what Pastor Da was talking, but in a different angle because different personality. In order to build some people up, in order to build your children up for the 18 years, 20 years of their life, it's so important to spend time. You don't just go into their bedroom and start to talk about their boyfriend and girlfriend right away. You don't just walk in to talk about their heartache right away. You need to spend time. Maybe go out to movie together. Maybe go out shopping together. Or maybe bedtime. You spend bedtime if your children are small. Though I'm not talking with a teenager lying in the bed with teenager and talk to your teenager. I'm talking maybe with the small kids. But if they grow up, you can do something good together. You can go to the dog park in Marymore Park and walk with the dog. And talk to your children together. I did that yesterday. I went to Marymore Park with my children and walked with the dogs. It's so fun to see the dogs swim, the dog running everywhere, and the dog poop too. <laughs> we can talk. We can spend time. You know why? If we spend enough time in the casual way, you can catch the opportunity to talk something serious in those casual talking. But if you never spend Enough time to talk. You will never have enough chance to talk about some serious thing like dating, about drugs, about maybe friendship, maybe their relationship with somebody. You cannot just go in and talk out of the blue. You need to spend enough time with your children. That's why I love to go vacation with my kids. That is the most important time for me. That I can sit in the car together. We drive to one place to another place. We swim together. We spend time talking. Amen. I'm a very busy man. I have to make round in the hospital. My office starts at nine o'clock, and sometimes I have to go to two hospital in order to make round before I reach my office. And many times, Pastor Da can be my witness that sometimes because Pastor Da sent Paul to school, and the school start at 7:30 a.m., so I have to catch on the car to be able to sit with Da and Paul in the morning. And some Friday, I need to make round in Kirkland, so I go to Kirkland at five or six a.m. in the morning, make round, come back home before seven o'clock, so that I can sit in the car just to send my son to school with my wife, so that I can hang out with him and say, "Dad loved you. Have a nice day. May God bless you." And we can sit in the car and talk and have some time as a dad and a son. I. Was willing to wake up in the morning to be able to spend time with my kids. It's so important to have time with them. Amen. Yeah. Last night, Pastor Da went to bed early because she was tired and she wanted to be strong today. I decided just to hang out with my kids, and but I was tired too. But at least I try my best to hang out with Paul and Joseph in the TV room to hang out with them there. At least to see what they're doing and to spend time with them. Spending time with kids is important. Maybe at the TV room, maybe vacation together, 
maybe go out movie together and in the car talking together. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Talk, spend time, okay? When you walk by the way, when you walk out of the parking lot to go up to the movie theater, you walk and talk. Amen? You walk in the shopping mall and talk. And when you lie down and when you rise up, Amen. We decided to buy a couch at our home, the TV room. We buy the couch this way. Our couch is like this shape. The couch. So that when Paul lay on this side to watch TV, or Tanida lay on this side to watch TV, or Joy, I can lay on the other side and we can look at each other's eyes and talk. <laughs> they, they lie this way, I lie this way, I can talk and watch TV and talk. We decided to buy that kind of couch so that we can talk, we can spend time. Amen. We don't buy the couch like a movie theater because movie theater will be like this, 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 this. So we all see each other back, but we want to see each other's face so that we can spend time in the house. Amen? Amen. So it's so important. I want to encourage all the parents in this room. The principle that you teach your children must be from the Bible only. Amen? You don't teach secular thinking. The world gives us different thinking, different ways of thinking. The world will say, keep as much as you can. Forget about other people. But the Bible says, bless other people and give. The world says, you are martial. You're going to be a great man. But the Bible says, no, you humble and serve other people and honor other people. You need to give the word of wisdom from the Bible. That's why it's so important, parents, you don't depend on the Sunday school here because Sunday school only one hour on Sunday. You are the Sunday school at the house. Amen. You need to be a strong believer so that you can impact your children. If you yourself are not in the Word, if you yourself are not in the Spirit of God, you walk in the carnality all the time, <laughs> angry, gossiping, get mad at people, think bad about people, always negative, negative, negative. You're going to spill all of that into your children unknowingly. You need to make a decision. I'm going to be a spiritual woman. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to be a person who is led by the Spirit of God. I'm going to know the Word of God. I'm going to study the Bible, read the Bible, I go to care group, I will listen to CD, I will soak myself with the principle and the truth of God so that you can show to your children what is the right way. If you are bombarded by the worldly things from TV, some parents let TV show to bombard into them alone and you never bombard into them, you never put some input into them from the Bible, they're going to follow the world eventually. Amen. Start earlier as you can. Get into their life. Talk about God. Impart the things of God into their life as soon as possible. The queen who taught King Lemuel say in verse 3, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroy kings. In other words, you need to show them the right path. Everyone say ways. Our life is full of choices. We can make choice to do this, to do that. We need to train our children to make right choices. King 
Lemuel wrote what the mother said. Your ways, that this way will destroy you as the king. So in other words, there is a way, the big, wide way that can cause destruction. And the narrow way of God that will lead you to life. So we need to help them to make the right choice to go to the right direction. But not only to tell them that they need to choose the way, we also need to guide them all the way. That they choose that way, we need to guide them all the way. What is the right way to walk in that path? That's why the Bible continues to say in verse 4, It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink. You can notice that the mother of King Lemuel give the guideline. Sometimes we want to be a nice person. And we just want to just give word of encouragement. Um, daughter, Joy, be a good girl tonight. When you go out to the party, be a good girl. But we just say being a good girl. When you say being a good girl, it may mean in the school, just have fun with alcohol. Get drunk. Let the man take advantage of your body. That means good in the world. So what it means is that, what I try to say is this. As parents, we need to verbally give the ground rules. Sometimes we need to give the positive input, but sometimes we need to give a clear negative input. Ground rule. We need to verbally say that. Don't assume or don't presume that your children know the ground rule. For example, the ground rule. Don't lie down. Don't take your clothes off. Amen? No touching below the neck. Something like that to your daughter. Or if you talk to your son, honor the woman. Don't take advantage of her. Don't touch her body. Don't just go and touch this and that. You need to keep the ground rule. Don't come home too late. What time should they come home? 10.30? Okay. All the teenagers in this room, no! 1 a.m. But even though they argue with you that 1 a.m., you still need to stick to your gun and say, not more than 10.30, not more than whatever time that you set up in your house. Amen? You need to stick to your gun because you are the one who gives the ground rule to your house. Amen? Don't be afraid to speak the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. One of the issues that I like to talk quickly, the right choice is imperative. Imperative means absolutely important. <laughs> Some choice in people's life is absolutely important. And that choice is about choosing a spouse. If you make a wrong choice to choose the wrong spouse, you will live in misery and suffering for the rest of your life unless God intervene and do something for you. Therefore, as parents, we have the responsibility to educate our children about choosing the right spouse. Let me say this way. If you live as queens, you will draw kings to you. But if you live as paupers or Poor people. You're going to lead, bring in paupers around you. 
I want to encourage all of you that not every Christian on earth here is living like kings. You make your own decision. Some Christians are some believers living like paupers or poor people. When I say poor, I don't mean that poor with money or king with a lot of big, big car, big refrigerator, big money. I'm talking about king in the spirit. The person who lives like a king with faith, with love, with joy, with good relationship with the Father in heaven. If you live like king with good, strong faith, with love, with kindness, with gentleness, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you will draw people the same kind to marry you. Is that right? But if you live in carnality, you're going to draw the same kind to you too. You're going to marry a carnal person. That's why it's so important that we need to teach our children to aim high that they need to live like a spiritual king. Amen? Hallelujah. It's our job to influence our children to make the right decision for their partnership one day. But some of you may say, but my children go to the public school and they start to date somebody who is not a Christian. What are they going to do? You need to tell them anyway that you should not marry a non-Christian. But one thing I want you to, to encourage all of you is that don't have the negative attitude that, oh, my child is only Christian in the school. She is the only Christian, the only one. No, if you think that way, you think negative. You need to think this way. My child is the first one. In other words, you and your child gonna barbecue, have a barbecue, and invite their friend and get them saved. Your child is the first one, and they're gonna be the second one, and third one, and fourth one in that school. You set up a party, have a barbecue, preach the gospel to them, take them out to movie with you, go to vacation with you or something, and get one at a time saved in that school. If the boyfriend of your daughter is a non-believer and sounds like she doesn't want to let him go, get him saved as soon as possible. And then meet with him. When Brendan dated with Tanida, I don't know he's saved or not at that time. I know that he grew up in a Christian home. He has good parents. But right away I say, Brendan, let's have Bible study for three months. <laughs> and he came every week, have Bible study with me. And I want to make sure Brendan is safe and a godly man. I get him saved right away. <laughs> Amen. Recruit them in to join the kingdom. Amen. That's the key. Amen. So if you bring some non-Christian boyfriend into this house, I want to warn you ahead of time that I'm going to get them saved. If they're not saved, then you should dumb him anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Our job is to build the atmosphere in the house, to be the atmosphere of God. Amen. You change gossiping into laughter. You change the heartache into hope. You change bitterness into love. Parents, you are the one who dictate the temperature in your house. Don't let the kids become your boss to dictate the temperature in your house. Your kid must be following you. You are the thermostat. 
you dictate the temperature. The temperature in your house must be faith, love, joy, positive thing, thinking in a positive way, noble way, trustworthy way. You are the, in the supportive role to bring the friend of your children to get saved. I want to encourage every parent in this room, don't ignore the friend of your son and daughter. Get them saved. Bring them to church. Bring them to the youth group. Don't chase them out, but recruit them in. And trust God. You need to trust God. Sometimes you're kind of concerned about your kids, that maybe they will get in, involved in drugs, maybe they face disappointment and suffering and sorrow and making mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Believe me, I make mistakes before. Everybody makes mistakes. But instead of worrying about it, we should give that to God and trust God. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verses 28 to 30. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. The Bible does not say that the sparrow never fall. The sparrow fall. Your children will make mistakes. They will fall. But the Bible also say, the Lord will be with you and with them. He will rescue them. If you have faith, we fight the good fight of faith. We need to learn how to trust God for our children. This morning I talked to Pastor Da. I said, I love members of this church so much. I'm like their father. I want to see them strong in their faith, filled with the Holy Spirit, know the Word of God. Do you know why? Because all these things, when, you know, when I lay hand on you, get the file of God on you, I encourage you to listen to the CD, get faith in. You know, this is not just about serving God in the care group. It's about your parenting. You're being a husband, being a wife, being a doctor, being a nurse, being in your job. Everything you do in life, you need to have faith and trust in God. Amen. Amen. You need to have trust in God. Faith in my job. Faith for my kids. When the psychologist told that Paul will never read and write, it's a difficult case. They will never read and write. You need to apply for social security for him. I say, no way. My kid's going to work. He will not depend on the government. And I have faith. And I start to pray and trust God. And now he can read and write and he's a nice young man. Faith. You need to build that faith. You need to trust God. Amen. And how can you build your faith? You build your faith by listening and listening, hearing and hearing of the Word of God. How do you build your faith? Fill with the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God gives you faith. The Spirit of faith. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's actually not only gift, but it's also the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will give you faith. Amen. Be filled with the glory of the living God. But at the same time, don't treat your kids by putting them in the prison of protection. Oh, overprotection, everything. Oh, you cannot go out to walk on the street. The car is going to hit you. You cannot go out with your friend to the party. No, don't practice overprotection. Sometimes you need to let them go through some mistakes. And learn the lesson. God allows mistakes to happen sometimes 
for three reasons. I want to tell you why. Three reasons. Number one, to shape up your character. If people are easygoing, nothing wrong, they will never grow up. Two, to make you tougher. Three, is to help you to understand other people in the future when they suffer. Amen? I totally understand husband and wife who don't get along because I did not get along with my wife many years ago. I totally understand how they feel. God allowed that to happen to me. I know that why God allowed me to face a lot of suffering in this church so that I can understand pastor of small churches, how suffering to be a pastor sometimes to go through all this hardship in the church. So I can understand other pastors when I go and minister to other pastors. God allow all these things to happen to your kids so that they will grow up more, so that their character will be colorful, so that they will grow up to be strong men and women of God. But the ultimate goal, let me read to you, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. No matter what happened to your kids, remember this. All these things that happened to them for good. If you don't give up, if you walk by faith, you pray for them, you show good example to them, you keep growing yourself, you become strong man and woman in your house, you obey God, you serve God, you seek the kingdom of God first, eventually the outcome is that they will be holy people. The outcome is not that they will feel comfortable. The outcome is that they will be Holy. The word good here doesn't mean feel good, but become righteous and holy. Become like Christ. Amen? Let me read two last scripture here. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. It's so important to encourage our kids to search for the godly spouse. Very important. It takes some time. And the Bible says here that a woman who fears the Lord. Some parents ask this question. Oh, you date somebody? Is he rich? What do the parents do in the job? Do they have big house? Do they have big inheritance? Those are not primary question. The primary question is that, is your boyfriend that you're dating a born-again Christian? Is he fearing the Lord? Does he love the Holy Spirit? Does he love the Word of God? That is the main question. Because if he loves God, God can give him prosperity later on. Money can come later. But look at the character and the quality of the person. Amen? Amen. Give them comfort that you will not die if you don't have a boyfriend at 18 years old. You just move on with your life and mingle with with godly people. One day, the right guy, Mr. Right, is going to show up. If you just walk with God and do not worry too much, Miss Right is going to show up one day. All the men say, Amen. Amen. Mr. Right is going to show up one day. So don't worry. Amen. This is a problem. Sometimes we worry, worry, then we have to manipulate to show up somewhere to get somebody. And eventually we get the wrong person and then you suffer. 
for the rest of your life, just relax. Just be yourself. Just love God. Just be godly and just, just serve God and mingle around with godly people. Eventually, believe me, God can create the star in the sky. He can put the sun in the universe. He can put the beautiful moon there for us to watch. He can bring the Mr. Right show up one day in the church or in your life. Amen. He can bring Miss Right to you one day. Amen. Don't worry too much. But the key is marry the right person that God has prepared for you. Pray for your children. And, and not only pray, tell them that you can save yourself, P.O., for the right guy, Mr. Right. And I pray that Mr. Right is going to show up one day. Don't worry, parents will pray for you. Mom and dad are going to pray for you, and don't worry about it. It's going to happen. We believe God is a provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. You may have already grown up family. Your kids already left your home. Maybe you have uh, someone already, your, one of your kids already graduated. Or maybe your kids already grow up to 18 years old and they don't listen to you anymore. They have their own life or something. But I want to encourage you that no matter what situation you are in, Jesus is still the healer. Jesus is still the deliverer. Jesus still raised the dead. The dead relationship, he can raise. He can work in the hearts of the parents to be reconciled to the children. He can work in the heart of the children to come back to the parents. God is your answer if you don't give up. Amen? You just trust God. No matter what happened in your life, He can take the broken relationship, He can take whatever broken in your life, and He can have the power to mend it and to make it new and resurrect the problem. Trust God. Things can change no matter where you are in life right now. Amen? I was so encouraged to see the superstitious family. At one point, if you don't mind, I share that Lancer ran away from church. He grew up in the church. He ran away. He went into bad things, a lot of problems. But parents never gave up coming to church, serving God, praying for Lancer. And eventually, Lancer came back and sitting here. Give hand to the Lord. And we use the same principle. When Lancer dated his fiance, we don't chase her out, we get her saved. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So now she become part of us. Amen. That's the principle. Get, get them saved. Help them to know the Lord instead of discriminating non-believer out of the, your life. Just get them saved. Amen. Love them in. Don't hate them out. Love people into the kingdom. That's the key. Amen. I'm done for today. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry for going over time. But I'm not sorry. I'm glad. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many parents say that God helped me to be a strong Christian? that I can set the atmosphere and temperature in my house, that I will be able to raise up the children to be strong people. Then they will choose the right path, 
that will walk in the right way, give me bonus to be able to keep the ground rule in my house. I'm not gonna let my kids dictate my life, but I'm gonna be the one who lead them to Christ and to the kingdom of God. I will be that kind of parents. I'm not talking about lording over or abusing your children. I'm talking about godly example. Your kids need to see that you and your wife or you and your husband love each other and united and say to each other all the time, I love you, honey. They need to see that. You know why? Kids feel insecure when they see parents don't get along. Make a decision for the sake of your kids to love each other, hug each other. When Pastor Dan and I drive in the car, we always grab hands to each other and talk and we love. They feel secure. Not only they feel secure, number two, they see the model that one day I'm going to marry a person and be like that. I'm going to marry the godly person and my family is going to be like my dad and my mom. That we love each other. Okay? Number two, I want to say one more thing. You release them one day because they grow up. You let them go. But when I say release them, I mean release them from dependency on you. But you don't release them from relationship. You still are friends with them when they grow up. You still can give advice. If you build them well when they are young, good foundation, when you release them one day at 18 years old, 20 years old, they will do well. That's why parenting is an honorable job. Getting the right arrow to go out into the world for Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We thank you for teaching Christian living today how to raise kids as parents and mothers, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your word of wisdom today. We bless you. We believe, Father, that you will build everyone in this room and everyone who listens to this sermon to have a strong family and to raise up the next generation that will impact the world for Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I ask question and I forget. How many people want to one day become a parent that what I'm talking about here, that King Lemuel talk about? You are not married, it's okay. You want to be parents one day to do that. Can you stand up and we believe God and pray for you? Again, I want to say one more time. You are the leader in your house, parents. Don't let your children dictate your life. You need to train them to obey you since they are young. When they grow up, they will obey the Lord. If children don't know how to obey the parents, they will never obey the Lord one day. So you need to train them well since they are young. Sometimes you have to spank. Sometimes you have to put down the principle and say, you have to obey me, otherwise you're going to get punishment. Train them since they are young before they grow up into 16, 18 years old. It's not too late if you have small kids right now. Amen. Hallelujah. It's about training. It's about training. Training people. Amen. Let's believe God together. Father in heaven, we ask you, Lord, to give strength, faith, determination, dedication, zeal, and power to everyone who is standing up right now to become the godly parents to their children, Father. 
They will be able to train their children well to be the arrow that go out to impact the world. Give them wisdom, Father. Give them understanding, insight. Lord, even if they make mistake in the past, I pray, Lord, that you will restore the year that the locusts have eaten in their life. You will turn it around, and even bring the double blessing like you did to Job in the Bible, Father. Oh Lord, we trust you. We believe that you can restore every broken relationship, every broken problem in the church, in the family, and you want to bless them to have the good family, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, that husband and wife in this room shall be able to tell each other all the time that I love you, and they can show love in a tangible way to their kids, so that the kids will feel secure in the house. Father, I pray for all the single in this room that they will one day marry a godly husband, a godly wife. Provide for them, Lord. I trust you, Lord. That you shall bring the miss the right and miss right to them at the right timing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 